Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Metroplex, shout out to the 6 a.m. club, our best audience of the show. Yeah, all the people listening. Sean Sharif is out today. He is out sick. He's got the sniffles. He's got the sniffies. And so he is out today. It is myself, Bobby Belton, RJ Choppy, taking you up till 10 o'clock this morning. Actually, till 940 when Mike Bassick takes over Crosstalk. And then yeah. becomes the Mike show. Not quite till we, 10. We get to hear his uh, his update on Miro Haskinen, what he saw at the hockey game last hockey night. Mike. Hockey Mike, man. He was wearing the hoodie yesterday. Uh, Lyle Collins was at the Star in Frisco yesterday. He is back, obviously. We've been talking about that for the last couple of days. The weird scenario of like signing this contract was bizarre. Well, it's like two days it took for him to actually sign the thing, which I've never seen a practice squad contract be so complicated where it's like he signed and people go, well, it's not official yet. Like, remember, we had Patrick Walker on yesterday morning. He's like, well, we expect it to be done this morning, but it's not quite done well, yet. It's like, why is this so difficult? I mean, when you have uh, you, when it's week 18 and you haven't played all year and all of a sudden all these teams are clamoring for your services. So apparently a part of this, according to I think it was Tom Pelissero had it yesterday. Well, uh, he was getting paid by the Bengals still, like a like I think due to an injury settlement or something like that. And so the issue was was that Lyle Collins was getting paid by the Bengals, and something had to be cleared up with th- those payments and and what the Bengals were doing in terms of whatever their responsibility was before he could sign with the Cowboys. So that got cleared up. He is back, and he talked to the media yesterday. Lyle Collins, why was the timing right for both sides for your return to Dallas? I mean, it just was. Chop. <laughs> he had more to say than that, Peyton. Did it. <laughs> I mean, it just was. Uh, honestly, I was kind of in a position where I was thinking about just just letting my body rest as much as possible this year, and maybe going back next year. But you know, it's right, right time, right place. Uh, you know, I had got to that point in my in myself, like mentally, where I felt like, all right. You know, my leg is good. I know it's good. You know, and physically built that confidence up. And, you know, now I'm just ready to play ball again. And I'm super excited. And 2024 couldn't start off any better. See, I told you you had more to say than just that. Your thoughts, job. <laughs> so, what? what uh, <laughs> that, that caught Choppy off guard. He had no idea. It's like back in the day, man. It just was. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, as good a reason as any. It just was. It's the like back in the right. day. I was like, when I was doing updates. I was over at ESPN doing updates, right? Well, minute, those minute sports updates. Yeah. Like, you know, every twenty minutes. You and Russell Scott. 
<laughs> That's a good reference. Thank I you. I, I saw Russ. I saw Russell not too long ago, man. But it's probably it's probably three years, but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there. You're, you're trying to formulate this update. You're writing around it, and all of a sudden, you you're like, all right, let's see if I can pose a question and have somebody answer it. That's exactly what I would have done. So Lyell, why <laughs> the Cowboys signed Lyle Collins? They saw Lyell. Why was this? Why was this the uh, right time to come back? It just was. Nick um, Van Exel yeah. scored thirty points <laughs> last night. You moved right out of the onto hoops. <laughs> you moved right out of the next thing with just the shortest cut. Can you find a way to shoehorn five audio cuts into one minute? And you've got to find a way to make each of them no more than two and a half seconds long. Man, that made me laugh. I like. I appreciate that. One. <laughs> I, I don't think Choppy heard the rest of the cut, but that the timing not, was right. I don't know right. what the hell he said. He wanted to get healthy. He wanted to get his body right. Doesn't and matter. apparently, his body's right now. And one of the things we're hearing is that he's moving around really well. Is it possible, RJ Choppy? They found a diamond in the rough. Or do you uh, think? Look, the reality is this probably isn't going to be anything. It's your lotto ticket, but you have just as much of a chance of this hitting as an actual lotto ticket. I mean, no. There's a chance that it hits. I mean, he could be a, he could be a serviceable player. It's is he going to be a uh, like a you know, step right in and be a star? I I don't, I don't know. But um, you know, how limited is he? There's a reason he wasn't in the league. He had he had, and we talked about this a little bit the other day. He had lost a lot of his ability to bend. They felt that the, he had lost a lot of his flexibility. I mean, bending at the hips is kind of a big deal, especially if you're playing on the interior. But his workout looked good. If you hear guys talk about it, we'll talk to Mike McCarthy here at uh, 630, sponsored by Black Rifle Coffee. Get his thoughts on how Lyle Collins looked, the plans for him, also Damian Wilson, who they brought back. But one of the big things here is Lyle Collins is a really close friend of your starting quarterback. And those sort of connections, they matter, Chop. They really do. And you remember it was actually the Washington game in 2021 where there was a late hit on Dak Prescott and Lyle Collins got ejected. You remember that? Went up there, started a whole fight. Got ejected. Dak paid us fine that week, so they're very close. He's a a he's a big emotional type of presence in that locker room, and there's a lot of people who think really highly of him. Dak Prescott, what does it mean to have Lyle Collins back in the locker room with you? Yeah, it's great. I mean, just talking about friends away from here. Uh, that's one of the, one of the guys. I know a lot of these guys are, but Lyle just uh, he's always been that way as he gives me the wink. Uh, he's always been a friend. He's been a brother. Um, excited for him, uh, him to be back. I know how much he's want this. I know how much uh, he's going to offer this team, um, and it's exciting. I know that he's he's going to do his job to, to, at the highest level, and uh, he he's not going to let anybody mess with me. So always a fan of that. All right, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna, <laughs> what? we're gonna do like a fake update later on the show where we just <laughs> you're we, gonna do we just try to shoehorn a bunch of like two second cuts. <laughs> you're gonna the, do your sports center <laughs> update. <laughs> Yeah, send you back in the, yeah, uh, the booth over Let's there. Let's do it. Let's figure this out. Lyle We're have, Collins. It just was. And Dak said, yeah, it's great. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Lyle Collins, why was it uh, the right time to return to the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, it just was. There we go. That's Lyle <laughs> Collins, ladies and gentlemen. Big game coming up this weekend, obviously, against the Commanders, the number two seed on the line. And we'll talk about playoff scenarios a little bit here in the 720 segment. Just, you know, what the Cowboys are facing, who you would prefer, who you would rather avoid. But I was doing the Cowboys crosstalk, uh, RJ Chopper, with Nate Newton and Tony Tolbert the other day. And Nate Newton told a story about 1991, how they went up to Milwaukee County Stadium and they had, they were getting ready to play a game against the Green Bay Packers, who were one of the worst teams in the NFL. Brian Broaddus hadn't got there yet to fix the team. And mm-hmm. he said that, 
Jimmy told them before the game, he's like, you guys are so much better than this Packers team that if you just don't turn the ball over, you don't commit penalties, we don't have to go in here and beat these guys down. Just don't make mistakes, and we will leave here with a victory. I don't care if it looks pretty. You're you're one of those guys. You don't want to style point road victories. No, I don't. So Nate said they won that game 20 to 17. It was kind of ugly. He said the announcers were killing them during the game, talking about, oh, they, they don't look very into this. They're not going to. He's like, the reality was we just wanted to get out of there with a victory. And that it's like, hey, let's not overthink this. Let's just not commit penalties. Let's not be stupid. Let's get out of here with a victory. Is that the approach heading into Washington this weekend, do you think? That, that the thought process should be do not overcomplicate this. Mm. Just don't make mistakes. Play safe football and leave there with a victory. Well, yes, essentially, but I still got to go to the weather report. That's it's not still the look, big It thing. does not look great from what I last saw. All right, so. I think it's raining a lot the day before. It rain, It's 100% chance of rain the day before, 40 degrees. Game day, high of 46. 16% chance of rain, partly sunny. Probably cloudy. But says. still, you're talking about a field that's been rained on all day the day before. Then it's in the 40s. I mean, that that sets up for a pretty sloppy game. It does. And then you got to ask yourself, you know, as as it's it's 430 start time, what's the temperature going to be? 430 start time in Maryland. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the temp going to be then? It's probably going to dip in the low 40s, maybe high 30s by the end of the game. And I know you always have a concern about that that little plate in Dak's thumb when it starts to get a you little know, he chilly. He mentioned it a couple years back, ever since he had that plate, or I guess a year ago, ever since he had that plate. Which makes sense. That it's it's just stiffer in cold weather. And they're in the same situation they were in last year. Yeah. I, I mean, that last year they had less to play for. The, right. This but, one, they've got something right in front of them. Though. But is that, but that, it, that last year's game... That's what it was confirmed that Dak can't throw in cold weather. That was a pretty brutal performance. What was he? It was like 14 to 37. It was one of the bad. worst games we've ever seen. It was before. very, very bad. And that's the concern here. That's why I took Washington plus the 13 and a half. So I'm assuming weather-wise it's going to be a very similar situation. I don't think the Cowboys are in danger of losing necessarily. They probably win by 8 or 10. But, you know, there's no way of knowing what Dak can do in this game, especially if we get towards the second half and – that temp starts hitting the 30s. They are in the unenviable position of if they don't blow the doors off Washington, though, there's going to be a lot of negative chatter on Monday. Well, we would have that would have been the right way to go into the playoffs. Whoa, does this give you any concern? How are they going to go in there? You know, it doesn't matter that they're at home. How are you going to play a Rams team that after you put that performance on? T- they because that would have been four weeks in a row where the offense wasn't great. Yeah, and, and the reality is though, like I said, what Nate had brought up. Nate had brought up the idea of like. Hey, there, there are times that coaches will tell you, you're so much better than them. Just don't screw it up. Yeah. Just focus on not screwing up and you will beat them naturally because you're so much better than them. Tony Tolbert had said when we were out there talking that he said the only games that they lost in the 90s, typically, like in the regular season, he's like, a lot of times when we would lose a game, it's two teams we had no business losing to and we just didn't take them seriously. And so that was something that Jimmy was always trying to guard against was don't go in here just kind of, you know, half-assing it go in there with the idea of just do not make mistakes if you don't make mistakes and play your game you'll win don't worry about covering a spread worry about getting out of here with a victory and that's what the Cowboys have to do on Sunday I think that's the biggest thing they got to guard against yeah I wonder you know you know uh, different league uh you know cap league versus an uncapped league and you know the Cowboys had such a talent advantage and, and they have a talent advantage here but obviously the discrepancy between the talent advantages back in 1992 versus today it's much, much different. 1991. 
RJ Chopping, 1991. Or 91. 1992. 91. 91. Yeah. yeah. We hadn't even reached the Clinton era yet. Haven't even, well, hadn't even reached the golden era of this Cowboy team yet. Nope. Nope. Still fighting. Still trying to make a name for themselves. Still losing to Detroit's in the uh, postseasons. Yep. One more time before we get out of the segment. Lyle Collins, why was it the right time for you to return to Dallas? I mean, it, it just was. Yeah, there we go. Thank you, Lyle. Great work. We're going to do something with this later on. We got to figure this thing out. All right, Sean and Arja here at 105 through the fan. The league has spoken. The Cowboys have the best coaching staff in the NFL. These aren't my words. These are the NFL's words. It's next to the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. I mean, it just was. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> Mike McCarthy coming up uh, at 630. We are going to do that. The inside joke is, well, we had that queued up to play last segment. Drew me a, offside. That was a Peyton. That was a Peyton bit. It was Peyton bit. Drew me offside. So I'm going to put together a little update. Circling back to 04. I can't wait. I can't wait and for your We're just going to use other but out of context. <laughs> Two second cuts during the entire thing. We'll see. See if we come up with. I'm gonna the have some fun with this. Police are on their way, mofo's. We're, I'm gonna have some fun with this. It may. It may fall flat. It may fall completely flat. You know what? You. you I don't you care. Can't, I'm gonna no, try. unless you try. You I'm can't try know, it. Out. You know. Throw have, things against the wall, baby. You can't have any fear of flying, chop. No, no, you can't. Uh, uh, I have a fear of the NFLPA because they're a bunch of morons. Why? What did they do? So they did a survey identifying the top coordinators. Steve Harvey. Uh, ahead of the, the survey. Is that a, is that a family survey thing? says yeah, survey says uh, top coordinators and more than 1700 players responded to this report card survey, uh, which will be released as it was last year around the scouting combine in February, March ish, you know, but they wanted to list the top five coordinators now ahead of the annual head coaching hiring cycle. The generates of attention for these coaches will be candidates. So they did five OCs, five DCs, and five special teams coordinators. And this list is the biggest bunch of garbage I've ever seen. So the survey was specific about who it asked. 
Offensive players were asked to rate their offensive coordinators, defensive players, the defensive ones, etc., on a scale of 1 to 10. Mm-hmm. The NFLPA said 864 offensive players rated their offensive coordinators, 774 defensive players, and 1,025 who participated on special teams rated their special teams coordinators. So there you go. There was your total of about this is there's 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 way more than 1,800 people that responded to this thing because some of them were mixed. Some offense, some defense were also mixed in the special teams one. So here you go. These are your you want offense, defense, or special teams first. The only side of the ball that matters, job offense. Let's do it. Your top five offensive coordinators in the NFL, according to the NFL player survey. Yep. By the way, who do you think is the best OC in the NFL? Um, Mike McDaniel. <laughs> okay. Kyle Shanahan. All right. Well, let's let's stay. Actual right. coordinators. Actual coordinators. Um, I. Kellen Moore. Okay. I'm just kidding. I, I I don't know. There There's a jumble. It's really hard sometimes to differentiate between what the head coach is doing. That's why I go to play caller, and I think more along the lines of Shanahan or pro- probably probably Ben Johnson in Detroit. Okay. Bobby Slowick in Houston's really good. Right. Neither one are on the list. Oh. These well. are your top five, according to the players. Frank Smith in Miami. Okay. Frank Smith doesn't do anything. Mike McDaniel's the OC. Number number two is Thomas Brown. Peyton, who he coached for? Thomas Brown. Uh, AFC. Yep. Okay. We're getting warmer. Yeah, definitely the AFC. I'm going to go AFC West. Definitely the AFC yep. West. You're, you're close, man. Yeah. You're there. It's got to be. It's got to be the Chiefs. It's not. It's wow, not Carolina, the Chiefs is very close. Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Oh. I mean, even, you, oh, wait, you, you, you had the wrong conference and as far away from the coast as you could right. have been. <laughs> Thomas Brown. The, the, the Panthers stink. He is he is a well-thought-of coach around the league. Wonderful. Though. He's so well-thought-of that, that they're about to pick another quarterback. Frank Reich went in there and muddied the waters for Number him. three, Brian Schottenheimer. Hey, Shotty. Look at that. Shot A. He doesn't even call the plays. We don't even know what he does. No, but you I know don't what? know what Frank Smith he, does in Miami. He is really well thought of, though. Of course he is. Yeah, he is. I, I think this is a likability thing for a lot of them. Number four, Brian Callahan. Cincy. And number five, Kellen Moore. There we go. Ben Johnson did not make the list. Who Nor is everybody's, like, he is like, he is going to win assistant coach of the year. Nor did Bobby Slowick. Or Bobby Slowick. All five of the top offensive coordinators, according to the NFLPA, the players, none of them. Three of them missed the playoffs altogether. And then the other two don't even call plays for the team that they're supposedly the offensive coordinators for. Because McCarthy and McDaniel call the plays. Yeah, but I mean, they're just asked to grade their coordinators. And so if they like working with their coordinator, play calling, I would guess, is not. This is absurd. Now you go to the defensive side of the ball. Aaron Glenn, number one. Former Houston Texans legend, Aaron Glenn. I thought he would be the Jets legend. Not he really is. I was picking the more random team. That Steve is. Wilkes, number two. Well thought of. Dan Quinn, number three. DQ, baby. That's what I like about Texas. Brian Flores, number four. Boy, there was a lot of talk about how he was an unlikable personality in Minnesota and so for, or, or in Miami. Miami. So he, he is, I, I think you're seeing that a lot of people in Minnesota, and then where was he, Pittsburgh last year? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I think you're seeing that there was maybe a little bit of pretext there at times from what does that mean pretext uh like like a, in an, this situation a, an excuse given for something that isn't the real excuse oh, yeah. and then raheem morris number five 
I think the defensive side of the ball is much better than the offense. Those are good coordinators. Um, I'm stunned. Like, I just can't get past the offensive coordinator ones where these guys are so good. They've got, like, two wins, seven wins, and six. They're just so good. And then the other two don't even call plays. And then special teams, John Fossil's number one. Chris Tabor, Carolina, who's currently their interim coach. Is that Tabor or Tabor? I have no idea. I think it's Tabor. Whatever. Doesn't matter to me. Uh, get, a, get, a better, get a better spelling of your name. Uh, Matt Daniels, Minnesota. Dave Fipp, Detroit. And Darren Rizzi of New Orleans. Could you imagine having the last name Rizzi or Rizzo in this day and age? It's a great last name to have. Oh, because of Riz? Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, the Cowboys, best coaches to have in the NFL. Hey, Every... they, they got somebody in the top three. Across the board in each of the top three. And yep. they're, they're the only team who had a coordinator pop up in each category. In each category. So they have they have coordinator, top five coordinators across the board. Actually, they have top three across the board. Although, I, I still don't understand the offensive side of the ball. Nothing against Shoddy. But how Ben Johnson doesn't make this list blows me away. He is going to be a head coach. I mean, he had an opportunity last year. Well, I, I, just, I don't get it. He's without question the best. Offensive coordinator in the game. He's going to be a head coach, but you know who's currently a head coach? Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. And he joins the show next on 105 Through the Fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning, DFW. It is Sean and RJ here on 105 through the fans. Sean is out. He is out sick. A little bit of the sniffles, Bobby Belt, Peyton and Ryan alongside, and it is time for the head coach of your Dallas Cowboys, the great Mike McCarthy, brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Good morning, Coach. How are we doing? Uh, doing well. Good morning, gentlemen. So, uh, Sean's sick, or he's got the sniffles? He's claiming he's it's, sick. It's uh, it's a little bit of both. It's it's a little sniffles, little allergies, you know, things that 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 keep a lesser man down. I was going to say, that's pretty good time in a week off and then miss another week with the sniffles. Not, not, not just that. He misses Friday, and you got to remember, Monday was New Year's Day. He had a three-day week coming back, Coach. Just just oh, coasting. Wow. 
Sounds like he's got a good agent. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. Could be. Uh, So is this an easy week to prepare for? You just tell the players, I mean, like, you don't really have to say anything. They know what's at stake. You win and, you know, you're the two seed and and you get to stay home until the NFC championship. Is that kind of an easy thing to prepare for? Uh, I I would, the word easy doesn't really fit. I think that's just, you know, something you want to definitely stay away from is, is that type of mindset. The reality is it's still a division game. Um, it's on the road and you know, it's, as you see every week, you know, over and over and over again, you gotta, you gotta line up and play, play, you know, your best football, uh, to win games in this league. So that's really what our approach would, you know, we have clarity on exactly what this game means to us. And, and so definitely that's a big part of the motivation, but this is a, you know, this is a gotta have it win for us. Coach, you know, there's uh, obviously been a lot of discussion this week with uh, Lyle Collins returning to the practice squad. What does he just bring in terms of – it sounds like a lot of the guys are just really excited to have somebody that they're familiar with, a guy they consider a brother back in the locker room. What does he bring to your, your locker room culture and, and to your, your, you know, your, your practice process? Yeah, I think like anything, you know, when, when players do uh, you know, leave, leave this organization and then, you know, you have an opportunity to bring someone back like L.C., um, you can see right away just the reaction of the players that were, you know, were here with him. So, um, and, that, and that, that's that's a that's a big part of it. I mean, he, you know, he's a big personality. Um, you know, has good energy, and you know, he's obviously, you know, been through a major injury, had time to, you know, time to rehab it. So, I mean, it, it, it's great to see him, but we we just got to get him back in the back in the fold. We kind of took it slow uh, yesterday with him in pads, uh, but. Uh, like I said, it was, it was a great, it was a great day. Every, every, everybody loved having that LC back in the building. But you don't think it'll be a long time before he is in like game shape necessarily? Then I, I can't, I, I can't really tell you. To be honest, I'm going to be curious to see how he feels today. You know, just because you know it's been a while, I and mean, mm-hmm. that's you know his first time in pads in, in over a year. Do, do you feel that the because we've, we've talked a lot about the run game uh, this week and and sometimes it, it it struggles. Where is the confidence in in the ability to pick up a tough you know set of yards? You know, pick up those third down conversions and such with the run game. Oh no, we have, we have confidence in everything we're doing. I think at the end of the day, we're you know focusing on the whole picture of the offense. Uh, and, you know, and I get how the you know the statistics get picked apart and. You know, but we, you know, we're still a very productive offense, and uh, we haven't run the ball as well. Really coming off the last game, but you know, you know, part of that too was, you know, some of the schemes that we were uh, running against. You know, we were put into heavy, you know, one-on-one blocks, particularly in our sub-run game, so that they really didn't give Tony and you know the running backs great looks. So you know, that's it's something that we, we can learn from. But you know, over the course of the, you know, you you build these. You know the run game protection and the pass game. You know you're always uh, building momentum. You know for these playoff games, and you know this is, gives us another chance to go win a regular season game and you know make sure we're playing good in all three areas. But yeah, we we definitely have confidence in running it and throwing it. Coach, you know there was uh, we we've talked a lot this season about you know what was one of the big discussion points heading into the year, which was the communication on offense and and how that was a big focus for you guys. You know, when you've got the the big touchdown that you hit to C.D. Lamb on, you know, kind of the scramble drill and then, you know, Dak and C.D. kind of communicating with each other on the fly and freelancing a little bit. Is that just one example of how good communication and that time on task can lead to really good things in the moment? Well, I think the the biggest thing in that particular play, I mean, it's, it's just a great example why you keep playing. I mean, 
you know, we're we're in a hot situation. Uh, we don't get the hot throw activated, uh, and the, you know, basically, you know, Dak breaks a tackle, um, a, you know, a potential sack in the end zone and keeps playing. And then, you know, anytime the the, the first part of the pass, you know, concept uh, is not completed in a you know in its normal time clock, and, and then you activate the scramble drill. So I mean, you see, obviously, Dak breaks a tackle, slides out to his right. CD takes the mailbox angle, and, and, and Dak gives him a chance to make a huge play, and obviously CD delivers. So it's it's something I think is just really the basics of our offense when you activate and scramble draw opportunities. But really, there was a breakdown in protection, and, and, and Dak did a hell of a job avoiding a sack. Coach, you know, that, this was a, a big game this past weekend in terms of just for some milestones for CD. He sets the franchise record in the season for receptions, sets the franchise record uh, for receiving yards in a season. Can you just talk about the the growth you've seen from him and the growth that that connection and, and that Dak and CD have? It's just I, I think everybody's been really impressed with how much CD has really seized that number one role over the last two years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, CD's been an impact since you know he came here in 2020, and I, I just think just you know his production has grown just with more opportunities, and and, and clearly this year we've given him more opportunities than he's had in the past, and, and he's delivered in a big way. And I think that's the biggest thing when, when you become this productive, um, you know, week in and week out, you know, that's, that's, that's a big responsibility. And, and it is a task uh, to do this over and over again. Cause you know, the defense is, is over there, you know, trying to double them or roll their coverage to them and so forth. So just his sustainability and, and, and his durability, you know, through this season has been so impressive. We're talking with Dallas Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy here on 105 Through the Fan. Coach, one more thing on CD just really quickly. You know, there was a lot of discussion in the media and, and, and stuff like that about the idea of, you know, him taking on that number one receiver role and oh, having the mentality of, of, of being a number one. Is that a discussion point we overblow, or do you think that's a real mentality that receivers have to step up into and, and welcome as being the guy, being the number one guy? Well, it, you know, it depends on the way your offense is designed. But, yes, absolutely. I mean, there's more opportunity gathers more responsibility. And, and it just, you know, going back to my, you know, answer before, it's, uh, you know, his ability to do it week in and week out because, um, you know, we all understand it. You know, he's, I mean, he's a dynamic player. Um, you know, I think when a guy comes in the league as a high pick and also returns punts for you and, and you know, as a starter, as a receiver, I, I think that shows you, you know, shows what kind of flexibility he has and the skill set that he has. So, I mean, he's always been, you know, had that, that type of ability. But now, you know, the connection that he has with Dak and, and as his passing game continues to grow, um, you know, CD is what I always look for as a, an impact player, an elite player, because elite players make others around them better. And, and just the fact that he's getting the, the recognition and, you know, particularly from the defense uh, coverage role each and every week, he's creating really good opportunities for, for his teammates. Mike McCarthy joins us here at 105 through the fan. How's Tyler Smith's health? Good. He's getting better. Um, you know, today is, um, you know, kind of a, you know, walkthrough, mock game, you know, rehab type day, you know, uh, review uh, for us. Uh, so hopefully it'll be another day of treatment for him and uh, we'll see what he can do tomorrow. I wanted to get your take on this because this is all over social media during every game. I mean, by by the by three plays later, there's a screenshot and it's it's Micah getting held and not getting a, a call. He hasn't gotten a holding call against him and probably since the summer for crying out loud. Do do teams go over like film with officials and send things to the league and 
and show them, hey, our player's getting held here, he's getting held here, the call's not being made? I mean, does that go? Does that happen? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's a process that's you know been going on. I mean, pretty much I think as long as I've been a head coach. So, you know, you're able to send in ten plays a week, you know, and and ask them for clarification. You know, so there is communication between the, you know, the head coach and the officiating department. Then there's follow up questions, and conversations that you have if you want to have you know talk about something big. But you know, uh, you know, the, the reality of it is, you know, we're Coaches and players were were responsible for our performance and evaluating and regulating our training to to be better and 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 I'm sure the officials have a similar process. Coach, you know there were there was obviously a lot of discussion about the whole uh, two point conversion thing and reporting eligibility and everything like that. And Dan Campbell had talked about how he had you know had discussions with the officials about uh, his his plans before the game. More specifically, that not not on the the actual play, but just kind of the broad concept again of, of talking with officials and communicating things. Is that something that you've engaged with a lot over your career? Is just like, hey, just so you guys have a heads up, this is what we're doing. I don't want you to be caught off guard with it. I don't want you to be confused by what we're doing here when we pull this out in the middle of the game. Yeah, always you do it. You do it. You know, I've always done it in in the uh, in the pregame ninety minute meeting. You know, you have a chance to talk to the officials and the. And the and if they say you have anything, you know, unusual, unbalanced, you know, um, obviously we call it a jumbo, you know, jumbo tight end or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, so there's always a heads up and you give them the, you give them the numbers and, and, and so forth. And if you have anything different, um, you know, I, I normally talk to them. So, but, you know, also I've seen it go the other way too. So I don't, I don't even want to get in specific. So that, mm-hmm. that conversation really, um, you know, it's just like any, anything, uh, you know, it's, the crew and in in the white hat, you know, really determines how some of those crew, crews handle that information and, and what they do with the information. Um, you know, so as you evaluate those conversations, are they productive? Or are they not productive? So I mean, those are all those are things that I've I've, I've watched change uh, throughout my time as a head coach. But yes, you have an opportunity to to tell the officials everything and anything in pregame if you choose. You know, Coach, one of the things that's definitely changed since in your in your time in the league is the aggressiveness of teams, and 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 both you guys in last week were you know pretty aggressive down the stretch. I love I love the aggressiveness, but just take us through the philosophical changes that that's happened. Like, you know, they went for two at the end. That's something that never would have happened you know years ago. Um, and then you, know, you guys threw the ball on second down, and as opposed to just milking the clock because. You wanted to keep possession and and not even give them a chance to win. How different the philosophies are, and why teams will go for two at the end like that. Well, I think it's you know there's always an, an analytics component to it. You know, we we have a game management crew. Uh, we have one individual that clearly watches the clock, you know, nonstop throughout the whole game. So you know, those are the conversations that are going on on that on the headsets. Um, so yeah, I, do I think it's more aggressive? I, I think, I think the league's as competitive as it's ever been. Um, I think the analytics effect of, you know, bright shining a bright light on it and, and really, um, the numbers tell you to be more aggressive if you, if you just look at the, you know, the computer outputs. So, uh, but I've never totally, you know, bought into just, just the analytics, the black and white of it. Uh, I think there's ebb and flow to every game i think you got to recognize the other variables that go on in the game to tell you to you know pump the brakes or, or keep your foot on the gas and you know that's just the way i've always done it so in 
and I get the critique uh, because if you're aggressive and it doesn't work, then you're then you're a dumbass. And if it, if you're <laughs> conservative and that doesn't work, you're even a bigger dumbass. So I mean, it's it, it, we it, I understand it, but there's there's other conversations that go on during the game um, about you know what we think to do because you know just clearly when we started that series after the turnover, you know we're we're first mm-hmm. and ten and and you know we're second and three and then we get the penalty, and so now we're in a you know we're in that that dead area out there. We're a little bit outside of the field goal range that we like. And so we're trying to get half, half of that back. And so you got to make a decision. Are you going to go and try to, you know, win the game right there on offense? And, you know, and a big part of that is, you know, what are you expecting from them defensively? We were expecting pressure. We got it. Um, so you, you know, you feel like you have a good call, but you know, that's football. You know, sometimes you go for it, you make it and, and sometimes you play it safe. And, and uh, those are the decisions you got to make in the game. Do you think it's a situation too? Does does home versus road play into that? Like, hey, go for the win on the road, maybe well, in their situation or or not? That's a great point. Uh, you know, for I know coming into the league, it was always you know um, go for the win on the road and play for the tie at home. And you know, but once again, there's you know there's there's uh, mathematics that support that, and then there's also you got to recognize what's going on that particular game, particularly particularly inside of that inside of that game because you know momentum does factor in the outcome of games and, I, and there's no statistics to really you know to really to support that so you got to be in tune with the ebb and flow of the football game last one for you here coach uh obviously you guys finish eight no at home this year that's now 16 straight at home just uh, talk about as this season wraps up the regular season what a point of pride that's been for you guys your performance at home and what a point of pride do you think it's been for this fan base to to turn at&t stadium into such a big home field advantage I mean, I, I just can't say enough about the fans uh, because they, it just seems just seems like every time you walk out the field, you're thinking, man, I, I think that was the best crowd ever. And and I feel like we've been saying that the last two years consistently and, and just the just the way they bring the juice, um, you know, going out there, you know, uh, Saturday night against the Lions. I mean, you, you know, you can see it right away. I mean, it, our, our fans are incredible and, our, you know, our team feeds off it. And, um, you know, winning your home games has always been important. Um, in this league, and you know, and we're doing a great job right now, and you got to give our fans a lot of credit. Hey, coach, best of luck this weekend, uh, getting that two seed. We'll uh, talk to you next week. All right, man, you guys have a great weekend. Thank All you. Right. All right, you too, Mike McCarthy, uh, head coach of the Cowboys, brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Hopefully, we get uh, some Tyler Smith back in the lineup for this one. Although, I wouldn't be mad at TJ Bass has done a good job. I would not be mad if, if you let him rest things as long as it's productive because you know nate newton uh, stephen jones told us on monday nate newton tore his plantar fascia and played the next week and so i was asking nate on wednesday before we started i was like hey steven said you had this happen and he's like yeah mine was he's like mine was training camp and he's like i didn't miss practice is what it was i, I didn't roll into a game with it but he's like he said it, it even after you get the full tear he's like you're still dealing with pain and he's like, it's it's not as bad. He's like, but it's it's a it becomes a pain management thing. So he's like, if he can manage the pain, he's fine. I'm sure they have numbing properties they can use. Properties might be the bad word. Medicines <laughs> properties <laughs> they can use uh, to make that feel better. But also, Nate just didn't want to go on the asthma field. That's true. He he was talking to us about the asthma field the other day. He he said that. Uh, he said he he had some good Jimmy stories about the asthma. He they talked about he and Tolbert talked about uh one of the guys had had failed to go through 
or, or got like just winded at the end of a conditioning test and right there in front of everybody uh, jimmy just cut him and he's like you're done he's like you can get out of here see ya and so they were all like just in fear of always like well we got to finish this thing no no asthma field for us no. which that's the famous story for those of you that don't know they were uh they were going through conditioning drills and uh somebody was was having some difficulty catching their breath one of the guys was and jimmy johnson pointed over there and said asthma fields over there it's great great line it's a great line it really is you can't get away with that now nope <laughs> nope nope, nope. can't get away not. with a lot no uh, you definitely can't okay there's mike mccarthy uh here on 105 through the fit what'd you take away from that other than tyler smith the hobie plays uh yeah i i did like the uh the the awareness there to understand that hey this is uh you know, the, these are going to be controversial calls late in games, but you're you're trying to make something happen. And, you know, as, as much as the, the talk is, oh, that, that guy's a dumbass for being too aggressive. A lot of times you do get he's right. The, the criticism is oftentimes harsher when conservative doesn't play out the right way. I would rather have the Mike McCarthy method of I'd rather aggressiveness backfire on you than just being too conservative i would too i, I would too I, I would i would like that and i think the players would too like you heard dak dak was asked about campbell's going for two and he was like i love it man put faith in your players to go for it i bet dak loved it helped him win the game <laughs> yeah right i know but but he was like yeah, I, I love the idea the mindset just you know have put faith in your team and it just was and have it go for it because you know you yeah it's great as good as uh <laughs> as good as like you know a defense may be Offenses are the one that are in control. Like defenses aren't, aren't necessarily in control. Sure, you know of any of any play because you're at the mercy of how good the other team's pass is. And offenses are more in control than 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 say a defense would be. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's do, let's do this here. Rory and uh, let's do a little golf. I want to talk about golf. I want to talk golf. Rory from Gilmore Girls. No, not Rory from Gilmore Girls. Uh, Rory has a change of heart. He? he has had a change of heart. He was all against the live golfers, all against them. How much did his heart cost? I don't know what it cost. Now, he said he was never offered anything. But he has had a change of heart because everybody's gone and everybody's bolted to the other tour to the point where they're going to change the Ryder Cup. They're the change the Ryder Cup up. Here's Rory on a podcast. Uh, this is uh, Rory McElroy on the Stick to Football pod. This is not football. Football. This is soccer football. Well, even, even still, they're interviewing somebody who golfs, so they're clearly not even sticking to football. They're not even sticking to football. This is this is soccer football. Rory McIlroy. I think that was a bit of a mistake on my part because I now realize not everyone's in my position or in Tiger's position, and, you know, you you get this offer, and it's, you know, what do you do? It's, you know, we're all, we all turn professional to, to make a living playing the sports that we do, and um, I think that's what I realized over the last two years. I can't judge people for making that decision and um so if i regret anything it was probably being too judgmental at the at the start oh so rory didn't realize that uh, him and tiger are billionaires mm. a hit live a, a hit live and then not everybody else is a billionaire on the tour it's, it's very nice of him he regrets being so judgmental of the color of money the color of money absolutely yeah yeah he realized hey it's all the same baby wasn't that a good movie wasn't that a robert redford movie or something like that i don't know Never i don't know that. if anybody stars taking a bigger hit in the sport than him uh, now i if i were him i'd feel completely hung out of dry uh like they used it to be their talker and it burned him but you know there's no way he doesn't regret not going none I mean, all these guys took yes they're taking of course baths. he regrets it they're taking baths in cash baths what did it get him 
What nothing, did it get him other nothing, than egg on his face? It got him, it, it got him it. embarrassment is uh, he, what it got him. He, he claimed he never got an offer from them. A hit live. A hit live. He says he never got an offer. I think he's full of crap yeah, if he thinks that's the truth. Uh, but I'm glad that he realizes that not everybody has much money as him and Tiger. Did. Is it is it crap though? Like I mean, if he was as outspoken outspoken as he was, maybe they just took offense to. Well, we don't want the guy over here. Like we got plenty of other stars we can pay. Sure, but I think at the beginning, like when before Phil left and 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 Dustin, I'm sure they they may have old DJ. Yeah, I'm sure they may have approached him. Phil uh did did tweet on this about Rory speaking up. Are they close? No. Uh, he said, this quote and the many others made today by Rory probably weren't easy to say. Let's not use this as a chance to pile on. How time, big of him? It's time for me and others to let go of our hostilities and work towards a positive future. That's very big of Phil. Yes. He continues, Rom's signing is a turning into a bridge to bring both sides together. Evidenced by the many comments today and a month ago about changing the rules for the Ryder Cup so John and others can play. So let's use it as such. You hmm. know what that is? That's still ego. That's still that 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 quote there from Phil. That's still ego because you know when you're you're like super right about something. Obviously, the, I do know. I do know. Obviously, the inclination is I want to come up here. I want to spike the football. Yeah, but there's almost a greater smugness even in just uh, let's let the facts stand for just, themselves. Just, I don't just relax. I don't need to like like yeah. like you get to look super mature and right at the same yeah. time. It's a great position to be in. Obviously, Rory just said what Phil wants to say, which is super immature response everything. yeah and so feels like my words have already been said now i get to play it, it's it's the same thing of i was so against the taco charlton pick and i thought taco I, I i fought with people on twitter for forever that when taco charlton got cut everybody's like all right bobby was right then i could just go hey fresh start is probably what he needs best of luck to to taco in yeah, miami I don't have to say anything. I, I can be smug and right. And right. And have the moral high oh, ground. Man. Oh, man. It's being, a beautiful position to be in. Being right and having the moral high ground. Man, I need to clip this and play it for my therapist probably. She yeah, can work through you really should. You really, really should. Uh, so, well, that's all the uh, all the drama going on right now. Uh, are these week 18 games even watchable? I will prove. To, we're gonna, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read you the game with the quarterback matchups. And you tell me this if you can even stomach to watch this. Thing. Oh yeah, hell you yeah! Can even stomach to watch Carson this game. Wentz versus Sam Darnold oh, in man. the Ginger Bowl. We are going to prove to you how you can watch every single NFL game this weekend, as bad as some of them may be. That's coming up next to the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 